Record. So, there's this thing I'm going to talk about um, on this episode, on this podcast, called, that I'm going to start calling apocalyptic thinking. Um, so, there is a tendency of the mind to do this thing where, and it takes many different forms, right? It's not always apocalyptic necessarily, but it um, <clears throat> definitely is prone to do so. But what it does is it does this thing where it, it over-seriousifies something. It takes something so seriously that it creates apocalyptic sounding uh, tones and words. And, and phrases like, um, and this is what all religions are about, really. And this is not just a, a religious thing. It's, it's something that a lot of people are engaged in. And we're seeing a lot of this happen in all of the place, media, um, and different ideologies. And the basic gist of it goes something like, this is our salvation if this doesn't happen the end of the world will happen this kind of thing right um or if it's not the end of the world it's you know you will you will suffer and and that make things worse for yourself things like this right so there's a couple problems that i've really started to notice about the mind and that it's something that religion tried to um was actually amazingly good at doing uh, and that was creating a pedestal where all of the good things were put on a pedestal all the good things about this religion like oh you know thou shalt not you know if you wanted to be if you uh, believe in Christianity you believe in being like Jesus and so you put Jesus like characteristics on a pedestal kind of thing and not just put it on a pedestal, but also kind of doomsay your way into um, keeping this pedestal-like system in place and this covenant in place. And this is something that's happening in religions. It's happening with philosophies. It's happening in all kinds of different places. And it's, it's actually kind of a, a big problem to be honest with you. And when, one of the interesting things about this is that the, the more that this the, the more that this happens, the, the less the system itself works properly. Now, I might do an episode on this in the future, but one of the things I'm really starting to realize is that there really is no perfect solution. There's no perfect system. Um, each system has its own drawbacks in some ways. Um, I will be doing a deeper episode on this because it's something that I think we need to start to understand. Not to doomsay about it or not, and not to like, you know, get sad about it. Like, oh no, this is so terrible that there is no perfect solution. But to understand and go beyond good or better or best to uh, a, a different system that, that works for you. It's something that I'm still kind of working on here. Um, you know, it's not to say that there are 
there is no uh, thing that's more useful or better in some ways than another thing. But you know, that's we're we're going to get into that in deeper in episode, another episode. And so, apocalyptic thinking is characterized by the thing itself, the savior, whether that be Jesus or God or um, the Eightfold Path or whatever it is, and the the path to doom, whatever that is, you know. In in Buddhism, there is it, it happens in Buddhism, it happens all over the place, and so this is not a religion thing necessarily, even because everybody's doing this, and to this to a certain extent, I think the mind is preconditioned to do, to do this. Um, <clears throat> to a certain extent, because it deifies something, makes it into a a larger a large uh, mountain to, you know, cross, which takes a lot of work or whatever. And if you don't cross it, you know, danger happens. Worse things could happen, you know, things like this. And so, one of the things I'm, I'm, um, I want to start to become more aware of is this tendency for apocalyptic thinking. Because one of the things is, I'm starting to realize is that because the mind does this and because people do this, it it, it uh, doesn't really leave a whole lot of room for, for different possibilities and for uh, change of the system and for uh, reasonability and logic and rationality. And so emotions will take over and the system will take over and radicalize you and in different ways. Or if it doesn't radicalize you, it can make you kind of like so narrowly focused on this thing, the system, that you lose sight of reality itself. Or something in, in these uh, something within this these characteristics, right? <clears throat> and so apocalyptic thinking is characterized by these things. So are you engaged in apocalyptic thinking? I think the truth is is that the mind is always engaged in apocalyptic thinking to one extent or another, for the most part. And that the uncommon uh, is those who aren't engaged in this at all, or if they are, it's in very little um, in comparison to most people, right? Now... By the, I am not saying that there are things that are <clears throat> not problematic or could cause problems, right? I'm not saying that, and you know, the, the end of the world will never happen or anything like this. I'm not making this argument. What I'm saying is that most of the things that people talk about when it comes to when it when it uh, comes to this is is not apocalyptic in itself, and so because people use this. Um, kind of system in this way, it creates bigger problems for themselves and it creates more radicalization and uh, and honestly it creates an uh, inability to think properly, think rationally 
and there's a, a a phrase, a sentence that was in conversations with God, which I really wasn't, you know, all that sure about for a long time until I realized this this uh, truth about apocalyptic thinking, and then I understand why this is true. So. The phrase is, ours is not a better way, ours is merely another another way. And so what this phrase is pointing to is that no system is going to be the absolute way or the absolute savior way. You know, one system may work well for many people, but may not well work well for others in that many people category. Um, and so... <clears throat> Ours is not another, a better way, ours is merely, merely another way is pointing to this truth that, there, that no system is perfect. No system is going to be perfect. Uh, and one of the things I've really become more and more aware of over time is that which eat, with each solution comes more problems. Um, so this is not, this is not a, like a bad thing, like, by the way, this is not me saying that all solutions are bad and all solutions are equally bad or anything like this. What I'm, what, what I'm pointing to is something that the apocalyptic thinking part of the mind will not accept, which is that no system will completely deal with all the problems. And each system, in, in a lot of ways, creates their own problems. Um, especially if you're looking for them, that's the other thing too, is that oftentimes the mind is looking for these problems. And so this, this truth applies. If you think a system or a solution, not a system, well, a system too, but a solution is, you know, perfect and solves all of these problems that you think it solves. Either it does or it doesn't. Even if it does, there's almost a guarantee that there's problems that you do not see that it will not solve. Or there are things that it will do that create more other problems. So, the reason for this is because of the finiteness of the universe. The universe is finite. And the universe is also interconnected, which creates this sort of uh, paradoxical understanding, right? If you uh, if you uh, pay taxes or if you uh, create a government, you must um, look for ways to. Uh, make people pay for taxes if you do this you lessen the economy but if you don't have a government you have you know more chaos more problems and so each system and each solution creates different problems this is the thing that's uh hard for the mind to understand to accept especially if it is concerned with creating an optimal solution you know going back to the episode that i made I called optimal versus uh, what did I call it? Optimal versus practical or something like this. Um, you know, 
the mind looks for this optimal solution, but oftentimes what what ends up happening is that the optimal solution either works, which it may work, or it doesn't work. And even if it does work, it still creates its own set of problems that could be accounted for, which then create their own set of problems. Um, I wouldn't necessarily, maybe I wouldn't use the word problems so much as different circumstances, right? Like if you, if you throw a ball, the ball is going to hit something, which, you know, if the ball is really strong, if it's made out of concrete, it might break something. If the ball is made out of glass, the ball is going to break, you know, whatever it is, right? But if you hit the wall, the ball isn't just going to stop once it hits the wall. The ball is going to fall and bounce, maybe if it's made out of rubber or something. But the mind typically thinks, in, in many cases what I've noticed is the mind will create a solution, but it won't, it won't really think much past the solution. Like, if I do X, Y will happen. But what happens after Y? What does that do? That creates extra circumstances that you might have to account for in some way. Like if you pay this credit card, you know that for to give you an example. If if you um, sorry, if you paid with something with a credit card, you know that creates your debt that you have to pay off later. And if you pay off that later, that creates uh, a lessening of your monetary value, and therefore your agency within the economy, that kind of thing, right? And so each action creates different um, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily use the word reaction, but you know each action creates different you know problems or things that you might want to account for, which which create different problems <laughs> at, at infinitum, right? And so, no system is going to fix this problem. And I think one of the big reasons for apocalyptic thinking is that, I think there's many reasons actually, but one of them I think has to do with this, this illusion of perfection that, that mine has that says like, if X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, F, G, H, I, whatever happens, then things will be perfect, right? But those things happen. Let's say if the mind says that if I get a job, I'm going to be happy, right? Let's say that happens, right? What happens after that? Something else comes and the mind says, oh, if this thing goes or if this thing changes, I'll be happy, you know? And so it, it never ends, it never stops, which is, the, which is the whole point. But according to the apocalyptic theories, if... X doesn't happen, doom happens. And if it does happen, saving grace happens or something along those lines. But according to this theory of mine, this this point, which is, isn't really a theory, it's something that you can test yourself with different, you know, things you can do. Um, if X happens... Maybe saving grace happens, but it also creates other problems. Now, I'm not saying that if you do 
don't if you do something nothing will get better i'm what i'm saying is that no solution is going to be so perfect that it is going to get rid of all these situations but because the mind rarely thinks beyond that point it doesn't see that and so it creates this pedestal and then create and then puts this thing on the pedestal and says oh this must happen you know this must happen in this way for things to be good for things to not end whatever it is right and what I'm telling you is that that's not true 99,000 out of 100,000 times that's not going to be true even in that one time that it seems true like something world ending happens things still will go on and, and most of the other 99,000 times and even that one time that it doesn't you know those are so unusual and so uncommon that they have pretty much never or rarely happened or if, if they have happened they haven't happened in the way that the um, mind has imagined them to happen You know, you have like world-ending scenarios that people think of, and you know there are are cases of you know species extinction, right? Uh, and there was the volcano extinction, uh, the super volcano explosion, like what is it, forty, fifty, sixty thousand years ago? But that didn't end every mo most things, perhaps, but not everything, and. You know, everything came back to normal in what like several perhaps several centuries or whatever um, perhaps at most several millennia um, which by the way by no means am I saying it's a good thing but I'm not but uh, what I'm pointing out here is that it is not world ending or apocalyptic in this way that the mind will claim and, and will try and make you believe in all these things um so but the mind your mind is probably going to go but no things some things are better than other things some things should you know be preferable to other things and some things should be done and other things shouldn't be done, right? Um, and you know, yes, in some in some ways, some things are better than other things. But what um, kind of definitions are you using for better? You know, do you mean better economically, better in this way? Because the word "better" is such a relative term that you can use it in different ways there is no absolute better you could say that most people may agree but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's absolutely better it's only better if you say that this is better for the economy this works better for the economy or in some ways or you could use the phrase this works better for the economy or this works better for whatever it is um, instead of saying this is better, you could say this works better or this uh, explained better or whatever it is that you're you're doing here. 
and so in the end in my opinion it's not about what you should do or what you have to do for the most part there may be things you might have to do like eat and things like this but it's what it's about what you want to do with certain caveats and certain nuances like who you you do you want to be in a world that has you know more violence you know whatever it is or less you know things like this uh, or do you want to be in a situation of more or less stress things like this right um, there's more going on here uh, and I will go into this in a deeper episode of the no perfect solutions because it's something that I can really go deep into and kind of demystify uh, the result part part of this because the mind tries to like mystify and uh, what's the word I'm looking for here it, it tries to mystify and kind of like glorify this this solution this possibility instead of doing what I'm doing here which is going beyond the X result that you're, you're uh, hoping will happen or the solution itself but that that is a deeper that is a deeper topic in itself and have to be done over consecutive you know segments probably because there's a lot to go into and I want to give you some some good examples of this um, and honestly this is exactly why we have such bad policies and bad decision making that, that the mind does is because it doesn't go this far in most cases most people don't really go this far because you know, it's simpler and easier to do the other thing where they go oh this must happen or this or whatever it is right if I do this it, you know, it'll make me happier or whatever but what happens after that you know because if the mind does that, it, it has to, it, it, it's not as satisfying for the mind. It's not as useful for the mind uh, emotion-wise. And so, become aware of this. And it's not really about like, uh, oh, you shouldn't be thinking apocalyptically or anything like this. It's more like about, a, become a, it's more like about becoming aware of this and becoming aware of how how uh, what you think contributes to this and things like this. So anyways, hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll talk to you next one.